Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Tzav Shlishi, the third Aliyah in Parshas Tzav. The topic of our Aliyah is the Thanksgiving offering. It is 28 Pesukim long running from Perak. Zion Pesuk Yud Aleph to Pesuk Lamed Ches. Let's take a look at a brief overview and then we'll dump into some points to ponder. We hear in the first paragraph of our Aliyah about a Zois Teras Zeva Hashlamim. This is the Shlamim, the peace offering. We heard a little bit about this in Parshas Vayikra. We hear more details now. But now we hear about a specific type of shlomim, which is a im al yakrivenu, if it is brought on a thanksgiving offering. So then we hear about all the actual accompanying loaves of bread that come with it as well. So we have chalois matzois, but loaves by shemin, we have these um, loaves of bread, of matzos, of which are dipped in oil, and then rekikei matzos, meshuchim ha-shemen, sores murbeches, chalais perulais, v'shemen ha-chalem leches chametz, yakriv korban. So we have a, it's a lot of, lot of bread that comes with it, 40 loaves of bread, actually. Um, and then we, we hear about all the procedures of how it's slaughtered, how the blood is sprinkled, all the, all these, all these ideas. And then we hear about if this is a possible, if it's a voluntary. Um, we also hear there's an interesting time limit. Right, so you can't leave the, the meat until morning. And then we hear about other permutations. If it's a neder or a dava, so it's a, a, a personal voluntary obligation or korban that he brings, um, how we hear about the limitations on that. And um, that the, on the third day, that anything which is left over, hanosar, needs to be burnt up. Um, it's, it's, and if a person eats from it on the third day, it's not good. If That means if a person thinks about eating it on the third day, meaning when one is one, sac- one sacrificing that thought is not to invalidate it. And we also hear about how the, if the flesh touches or the clothing and the, the impacts it has on the clothing. Um, so we have a lot of very interesting laws that, uh, that, that are related to, you have touching things, draw impure. Um, and then we get into the idea of chelev, that there's, there is meat, there's fat, which can, of a kesev and an ace cannot be eaten. A short kesev or ace, we hear about blood, which cannot be eaten as well, because there they bear the consequence of chorus, of excommunication. One's not allowed to eat animal meat, or in particular, blood in particular types of fat as well. And finally, we have the last um, paragraph over here, which describes that a person who's bringing the korban shlomim, and we hear about how they have to bring it with his own hands, and it is burnt up, and how the 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 chelev and the chazeh will will uh, will be brought to will be waved in front of Hashem. So that's the um, the, the the fat and the the chest is is brought is 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 waved in the shoykayamin. The right flank goes to the kohen, and then we hear about all the various details of what is the the the, the owner has remained to himself, and all the associated meal offerings. A lot of very interesting details over here. Now, let's let's jump into a few basic points. Why does one bring a korban toida? It means Thanksgiving. So in which circumstances does a person bring that? So one brings it in four different circumstances. These are actually enumerated in Tehillim, in the 107th Mizmor in Tehillim, where it describes the four situations, which can be summarized or in, in the acronym Chaim, which literally means light, which means Chole Yami Suri Midbar, which means a person who was sick and recovered, a person who went, uh, traversed a sea or traversed a desert or was captured in prison and released. So in all those four cases, a person would have brought a Korban Toda. In the days where we no longer have a Korban Toda, these are the same framework which you use for the Birkas Hagomel, which is used as well. So it's important to understand this. Now, a few basics. Why is it so important to bring this korban? So you, an interesting, just an interesting um, thing which is worthwhile noticing in society, and that is, is that um, 
America has dropped in the uh, among the 156 countries which are measured in the world, but um, from the countries of the happiest nations, it dropped recently from place 18 to 19, and America does not seem to be the happiest place on earth, despite the fact the increasing income per capita, the low the, the low unemployment. Um, it doesn't make sense. Why is this? So professor, uh, there's a Professor Twenge from San Diego State University who wrote on this topic and, and gave a few suggestions about this topic. And uh, the suggestions the suggestions were, well, let's get to the suggestions in just a moment because they relate to the Zevach HaShlamim itself. We hear Asher Yakriv Hashem, if a person chooses to bring it. It almost sounds like it is voluntary. A person can, can make this as a voluntary thing, but the, uh, a sacrifice. At the same time, it's Ashrei. The word Asher means... It is praiseworthy. So it's voluntary and it's praiseworthy. That's one interesting element of the Karman Shlomim. Another is, your hands bring it. It needs to be brought in person. Why is, it so, why, is it, why are all these details so well? You can't send it through a shliach, through a messenger. Why is it that you have to choose to bring it? Well, what's significance about this? So it comes back to an interesting observation. The observation is, is that um, when it comes to when it comes to the happiness in America, there are many suggestions as to why there's a dropping sense of happiness in society, in society where people are getting more and more and more. But Professor Twenge has an interesting observation, and, and the, the suggestion is, is that because of the increase in screen time and other leisure activities, there's, in a certain sense, there's been a shift between the ability to spend more time, the real in-between times, not just the happy and sad times. What ends up happening is that people do get together, but they get together for more extreme activities, tachlis activities, activities which are important. But what about the in-betweens? What about just spending time? What about the times where you need to build a relationship, not because you need something, not because the situation calls for something, not because there's a crisis afoot, but just because? Those moments in time are being lost, and that loss in time means that the relationships themselves are crumbling. As relationships crumble, then happiness regresses as well. That's the suggestion. We think about this for a second about the Karban Shlomim. The Karban Shlomim is not an obligatory sacrifice. It's something we choose to bring. That's the emphasis of our share, that a person, if they decide to, the person decides to bring this Karban, they're praiseworthy because what they're essentially doing is it's not in the wake of sin. It's not in the wake of all kinds of difficulty, uh, difficult uh, things in life. A person is choosing to bring this because they want to better their relationship with the Almighty. They want to choose this. They bring it personally. The relationship with Hashem, is, is, in a certain sense, is also similar to the relationship we have with other people. And that is, it takes the in-between times, not the highs, not the lows, but the times where it doesn't perhaps need to be, that's when the Korban Shlomo comes in. That's why it's such an important Korban. We need to build that relationship with Hashem, not just at the times of need, not just at the highs, not just at the lows. Now you notice a very interesting thing about the carbon, uh, the carbon um, toida, which is the subsection of the carbon shlamim, and that is is that it has a impossible algorithm. It has forty loaves of bread, and we know that it can only be eaten for a very short amount of time. So we have a the, the way it's described. He, he describes it. It's described in the Haymek Davar and the Siv is there's less time and there's more food than any other carbon that we find. Um, and why is that? Why, why is it that we, we, we find so much food, so little time? So he says, because, well, the reason is, is because in order to facilitate eating it before the time runs out and it becomes noisar and it's therefore left over, it has to be burnt, the only way a person can possibly do that is to create a large meal and to share the bread. One's going to need to be able to invite other people around the table. And when inviting people around the table, it'll be their ability to be able to share. That people say, well, why is there this big meal? And you'll say, well, you know, actually, I was just sick and I just recovered. Or, you know, I was, I was, I was traveling and I, I feel very thankful to Hashem. 
and says that the high of the Nitziv is, is that the way that Hashem wants us to express gratitude is expressing gratitude with others. He wants us to be able to share that experience, to be able to share the goodness in life, not just the complaints, not just the, the, the war stories, share the gratitude of one's experience in life. And that's why the Hayrachev Dover, his, his footnotes on the Hayrachev Dover points out, and that's usually the Hayrachev Dover quotes Psukim in Nach, in the Neviim and Ksuvim, where this idea and this rule applies itself. And he quotes that, uh, that uh, word, in the, that phrase in Hanel, where we say on, in Hanel, Lecho Ezbach Zevach Toido V'Shem Hashem Ekra. Hashem, I'll bring you a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I'll call out to the name Hashem. We say this in Hanel. My vows I'll pay to God. I'll tell it to the whole nation of in the courtyards of God, among in, 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 the, the, in the very center of Jerusalem. And his and his point over here is is that in order to be able to bring a korban Torah, it needs to be It needs to be able to be told to everybody else. It can't be a secret. Something good happens, share it. Pay it forward. Make sure that the world is listening. And that's part of the actual structure of the Korban in terms of the way it's organized, in terms of food and limitations of time as well. One last interesting point on this idea is there's an interesting halacha, and that is that in our davening we have a paragraph which we say in Pesukah called Mizmor Latoda, which is the 100th chapter in the book of Tehillim. And it actually is a, book, a, 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 a Mizmor which should be said standing up. But it is interesting that it follows the pattern of the Korban Toida, of the, the, the Korban Toida, which is why, as an example, we do not say Mizmor Latoida on, let's say, Pesach, as an example, because some of the, the, the meal offerings that came with it were chametz, were leaven. And in a certain sense, we, we can't express the Korban Toida or the Mizmor Latoida in a time when the Korban Toida itself was not applicable. There are a lot of interesting aspects as to how this halacha itself applies itself. One last interesting thing is that there's a author called Robert Emmons who's, who, who, who wrote on the topic of gratitude. He's a, re, a researcher, a, a, a psychologist, a researcher who did a lot of research into the notion of Thanksgiving. And he points out that Thanksgiving itself, which is such a crucial part of our aliyah, is the ability to recognize that the, that sometimes we cannot do things alone. It comes from outside of ourselves. And this comes back to what the Nitziv was saying, which is that therefore the way we give gratitude is to bring in other people outside of ourselves because that was the very notion of what gratitude is made of itself. With this, we conclude the third aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.